The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
fun coming right out of the gate fun there. Fun little vacation-y jaunt. Yeah, and hell of a suggestion from, uh, from Johnny T, I gotta say. Uh, well, it'll have its place momentarily. Yeah. Oh, right? indeed, indeed. As <laughs> always, the agenda, the agenda. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for the uninitiated, that was Johnny Rivers doing Sea Cruise, absolute classic. Uh, but she didn't know this. That was originally written by Huey Piano Smith oh. back in the 1950s. Yes. Uh, Johnny did his version of it uh, in 1971, put it out on a 1974 album called uh, Last Boogie in Paris. All right. Um, and uh, I think, and I'm probably not going out on a limb in saying that the Johnny Rivers version is probably the most popular, if not the most widely known, but that song has been covered by no less than at least 30 different artists. Oh, yeah. You know, very, very diverse group. And, and very uh, quickly in the 50s when it came out, too, because I yeah. think a guy last name Ford did a version. Yes, yes. And didn't, uh, did Bobby Darren do a version of that? Probably. Maybe, yeah. Probably. I mean, Status Quo, believe it or not, did a right. version of that. So, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, it, like I said, it covers just the gamut of, of people. And then we got our grimy mitts on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that song, that poor song. That poor song. We yes. violated it. So you might think, coming out of the gate, mm-hmm. that we are about to sing the praises of the aforementioned C. Cruz. Sure. You would be gravely mistaken. Because that's not how we roll or float. Hells to the no. No. Today, folks, we're going to hit you with a whimsical topic. The, um, well, the dark side <laughs> of cruises... <laughs> And cruise ships and just everything nautical in that fashion. Yes, yes. Johnny hates cruise ships, folks. And well, you're see, about now you just jump to, uh, to the punchline there. No, it's no. not so much. Look, it's not so much that I hate sea cruises, okay. but in full transparency, I've never been on the conventional, you know, carnival cruise or right. you know, wherever the big bangers are yep. because of my innate fear of deep, dark water. Makes sense. So, really, I mean, I would go out. Uh, probably the Atlantic and not even the Pacific, even though the Atlantic's darker and scarier. Yeah, yeah. But you'd have to get me out on like an aircraft carrier size ship to begin with. <laughs> Run. Well, don't don't look now, but uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but well, here here's the caveat with military like efficiency and attention to detail, which apparently <laughs> is sorely lacking on these jaunty little cruise ventures. Yeah. The sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. And as I said to you once before, I would love to do one of those Viking cruises on the rivers of Europe. Okay. Just to see all those like famous spots and really not be dependent on like lifeboats at right. any point in the journey. Right. Okay. Well, that's the scary thing about them is these days these things average, you know, an insane number of passengers. I mean, these things run about two thousand feet long, two hundred feet wide. Uh, you know, on average, they hold you know anywhere from three to six thousand right. passengers. I mean, they're, they're making the Titanic look like a yeah, dinghy at this point. Yeah, if that goes down, I yep. mean, how could there possibly be enough lifeboats for right. four or five thousand people? And thankfully, I mean, look, the, the, I'm glad you brought that up because the lifeboat thing has come a long way. Yeah, they all have these little these little orange like mini submarines practically on the sides <laughs> okay. of the boat. All right. They like they showed it in that movie Captain Phillips with uh, Tom yes, Hanks. Yes, they're all like that. These things are unsinkable. Right. So, like, in certain aspects, the safety has gone up. Okay. But the simple fact of the matter is, like, any turnkey business, yeah. you're not getting what you think you're getting when you sign on to this. Yeah. And on a ship, 
you can't get off if things aren't to your liking. Now you just can't leave. That's a problem. And That's me being the, uh, the the king of the Irish goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> when I want to go, I want to go. When it's time to go, I'm gone. I gotcha. If I'm, you know, 20,000 leagues out <laughs> over some uh, West Coast port in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you just got to deal with it. Yeah. So I did a little bit of reading. All right. For, you know, because there's plenty of websites out there that are looking to expose this and, you know. Sure. And a lot of those, you know, any type of website like that, they're looking for sensationalistic headlines. Oh, yeah. One in a hundred, you know, instances. Oh, yeah. Well, you're really slaying the dragon on this one because, I mean, we were talking about this pre-show when I, you know, was doing my homework. Mm -hmm. You know, the first 30 things that came up in Google were all promo, promo, promo things. And it was just like, wow. You know, they're really pushing it. I mean, there's, I guess, currently over 50 different cruise lines out there to choose from. Big money? Something like 300, 320 actual cruise ships on the waters worldwide. Yep. I mean, we're slaying a dragon on this one. And here's the thing. If they're in the middle of, uh, I don't want to say like, like a rebirth or whatnot, but of course, like everything else, they took a hit during the COVID lockdowns yep. and ships especially because you were like treated like a plague rat out <laughs> off of Venice. You know, they wouldn't yeah. let you come into the harbor. Yeah. It's getting so, yeah, it, it lost a lot of its luster. And there are these stories from time to time that come up on the news, whether yeah. it's the drunk Italian captain that, like, capsized the ship within sight of the port. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. It was yeah. just sitting there on its side up against the rocks. Yeah. Was that the, uh, back in, I think it was 2012, the uh, Costa Concordia, I think it was. I believe that was yeah, it. Yeah, it hit a yeah. reef just off yep. of Italy or something yeah. like that and, and capsized, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And there are videos you can see very easily online where the ship is coming into port and, like, they forget to turn off the engine or something, so it <laughs> rams the core. And you, people are on deck shooting the video like, we're not going to stop in time. And oh, boom, man. they go right in. Cars God. getting knocked out of the way. Yeah. So it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, unless you're one of those people that are stuck on cruise ships. Right. And really, my earliest thought of cruise ships, you know, was in my teens yeah. during the, the early heyday of terrorism. Okay. When they took over the uh, Italian cruise ship, it was the Achille Lauro. Yes, And poor yes. Lingon Klinghoffer, the old man in a the wheelchair, they dumped over the side. Yeah. Didn't they shoot him in the head first? Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I need, beginning and end. That's what I need to know about cruise ships, because I don't want that to be me. Oh, yeah. Okay? Well, it would be a completely different episode and a different topic, but piracy is alive and well. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Right. Out there. You know, you just made reference, I think, to Captain Phillips. And apparently they leave cruise ships alone because the old people are too annoying. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. Really? They don't want to deal with them. That's funny. That makes perfect sense. It does. It does. So in in no particular order, here are some things that I I gleaned from my research uh, for the well-informed, thinking of... Perhaps taking a cruise in their golden years. Oh, we're going to kill that idea right now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. uh, Again, this does not apply to every cruise ship, but it's common enough that I saw this in multiple news outlets. Okay. Uh, Let's start with those uh, exciting hot tubs. Okay? Yes. Now, one of the laments of a lot of people that take a cruise is that there's way too many children. Not like they portray it on TV. (laughs) Wall-to-wall kids. So, if you choose... To hang out with the adults and have an adult beverage, maybe after hours, go right. up on deck, sit in the, in the in the you know many hot tubs they probably have available. Right. Don't forget that that hot tub water, at best, is changed on a weekly basis. Oh God. Now, yeah, you've got all kinds of people using those hot tubs. Four thousand plus. Excreting God knows what. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
including the oiled-up European men with the banana hammock, you know. I feel a gratuitous F-bomb coming on here. Um, no, we're going to leave it alone. <laughs> just just hair falling off them from every orifice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, once a week, hot tub. That's worse than your average Motel 6 right there, I would uh, venture a guess. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Um, crew members, you know, like the passengers. Okay. They're, they're stuck there. Sure. There ain't no going home, okay? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're working like six months at a time in many cases. Yeah. And that means, you know, they're working while they're sick. And we don't even need just playing COVID. One person gets a cold, okay? Or eh, let's say last shore leave, they, you know, interacted with the wrong person. Oh, yeah. There's just the, the, the high likelihood that you're dealing with, with sick people just every oh, day. Oh, sure. Or if you're cramming four or 5,000 people onto these things, that's the very definition of close quarters. It's like a floating Petri dish. It yeah. really is. <laughs> Here's, here's one that I did not know. Okay. Um, I assumed, from common sense, yes. that the uh, the water, that there's a non-bottled water on the ship, or okay. showering and whatnot. Okay. Um, you know, they, they, they draw in water, uh, and through a very simple osmosis, they desalinize it. I believe that's how you say it. Right. So it's nice, fresh water. Okay, fine. But they're not pulling in this water once they're on the high seas of adventure, okay? Yeah, yeah. They're doing it in the nasty, disgusting port, Oh, which to this day, with maybe the exception of Key West, I've never seen an area where ships the size of cruise ships dock where the water wasn't a nice Sienna Brown. Little okay? rude, yeah. <laughs> right. From what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is what they fill the pools on these things with, too. Yeah, but a little chlorine goes a long way, apparently. Ah, gotcha, you can't really gotcha. do that with the drinking with water. With the drinking water, no. Generally not a good idea. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, man. So, okay. yeah. So, there's that little little chestnut. Yeah, yeah. Um, a funny thing that they share in common with hotels, because they are essentially floating hotels. Literally. Bed bugs. Oh. Right. Now, my mind wanders to the scenario where you're booked to capacity. Yeah. Okay. And... You've got bed bugs in your room. Now, from what I've heard of my friends in the hotel business, it's not difficult to get rid of bed bugs, but it is a particular process you have to go through. Okay. Chief among that process is leaving the room vacant for about two weeks. Right, right. Okay. You can't do that to fill the capacity. Where are you going to put these people? Yeah. And Especially I mean, if they're buying like the fancy, fancy, you know, yeah. suite or whatever. You're yeah. not going to put them in a, a crew room. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, but they will scatter. If, if allowed to. They're they not, do. Well, yeah, yeah they'll hide in a vacuum. So if you go from one room to the next, vacuuming it, boom, you're just taking them all over. You're, you're right. giving them a cruise of a lifetime because <laughs> they're going to be all over deck five before you know it. Sea cruise indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. So bed bugs. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're not even cute bed bugs in little sailor suits. They're just like <laughs> the local ruffians you picked up in port. The punk bugs. Exactly. The punk yes. bugs. Um, this is something that we saw a couple times, you know, and I guess it would happen when they randomly encounter high seas, ah. uh, the overflowing sewage. Which is just exactly what you want to be dealing with when you're already seasick. Talking about the song Splish Splash, I mean, you walk into the <laughs> hallway, you got sploosh, sploosh, up against the walls, feces. I mean, yeah, Ooh. nothing about that says relaxing vacation to me. Yeah. Maybe to a German tourist. Oh, there goes our audience in Germany. Oh. Just out of curiosity, but did her... <laughs> Cruise ship run over your dog or something? No, no. no. I'm just full of hate today, and gotcha. I just don't like cruise ships. Okay, very good. So, yeah, so you got the, the ever-present fear of plumbing malfunctions. Even Ooh. little ones can be a bit disconcerting. And there's no escaping. No escaping it. 
You're on the, on, on the SS turd, and you ain't getting off. <laughs> now you just can't leave. Uh, oh, and here's something for you, the crunchy granola eaters out there. <laughs> Cruise ships pollute the environment and kill sea life. Really? Yes, because, of course, there's an inane amount of fuel that is yeah. left behind. Yeah. You got these giant propellers the size of Volkswagens churning up that that low surf as you're coming into some of these, you know, tropical ports and whatnot. Right. And you got people's garbage. Inevitably, you got sewage getting flushed off the ship. Does Greenpeace know about this? They do, but they don't care because at least they're not killing whales. But they're kind of killing whales. I was going to say, know? yeah. It's just not, it's, it's, it's like driving a city bus through the Atlantic is, is what it is. <laughs> just because the boat's painted white doesn't mean it's clean. You know, this is killing any chance that we'll ever get these people to sponsor us. You know that. Never, right? never, yeah. never. <laughs> and here's, here's like the coup de grace, you know, notwithstanding, because we could do this all day, and I'm not actively looking to cost anybody their jobs. Right. However, <laughs> there's a little thing, uh, uh, a passenger that's on every cruise ship in one form or another. Yeah. His name is Death. I'm the guy that keeps Mr. Dead in his pocket. And I say we're going to stay here. And we're going to live a long time. And we're going to be thankful. Reports indicate that at least three deaths per week occur across the cruise lines of the world. Right. Mostly, well, here's almost a redeeming factor, mostly due to old age. (laughs) But, bring it up to rear, are suicide and murder. You know, it never occurred to me to die at sea on a cruise ship. But I will say, and this is something obviously that Carnival Cruises doesn't mm. talk about, but these ships, all of these ships, come equipped with an onboard morgue. They most certainly do, as well as a brig. Yes, they do. Right. I mean, yeah. this isn't, you know, adventure on the high seas, but yeah, you, you got to have a brig. There are arms on board for the officers and whatnot. Yep. And they're trained to deal with these things. But, you know, the, the murder one gets me because, or even the suicide because, look, there's railings on these ships, oh, very yeah. high railings. And, and nowadays they even put, like, uh, what do they call it on the big bridges? The suicide nets? You just can't. Right. Like, if you're going to jump overboard, you got to clear, like, 20 feet. you got to like make Like, Jesse Owens couldn't kill himself on right. a ship. Right, But yet it still happens. Oh, I know. There's just recently, uh, I want to say within the last six or eight weeks, I remember reading a story about some guy who launched himself overboard. <laughs> they actually turned around and got the guy. Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, because if you don't drown, when the ship comes around, you'll get sucked into the wake of the ship Seriously. and those Volkswagen-sized propellers. Yeah. And if you see, like, a little red mush behind the boat, you can say, yep, got him. What a wonderful <laughs> way to go. Oh, my goodness. Again, don't see this in a Carnival Cruise commercials. You don't. No. And here's the thing. I mean, when you look at these ships in person, you one could say that they're they're awe-inspiring feats of engineering. Oh, they really are. They're stunning. I mean, I think they average something like 10 or 15 decks. Yeah. You and know, I mean, they really don't even look like ships anymore. No, it's like a 15-story building on the water. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the golden age of, of sailing or, and cruises was in the 50s. Right. And you had the Queen Mary out there. You yeah. had the SS United States, which sadly is still moored in the Philadelphia docks, just rusting away. Really? But yeah. it was it, it set the record for the fastest transatlantic crossing. Um, I think the Queen Mary is now... It's currently docked, and they might have finally turned it into a museum. Yeah, and they don't it's know what Long they're going to do. Long Beach, California, yes. think, isn't it? Yes. yes, it is. Yeah. Um, even the the love boat Pacific Princess. <laughs> you read up on that. Yeah. That show after they stopped filming on it was still actively in service. What a great promotion too that show was. It was for the whole cruise, and that's thing. what set yeah. that mindset. People in the seventies, they were young, and now that they're established, like, oh yes, I want to do that. And there are singles cruises where you can go and contract bed bugs. I mean, fall <laughs> in love, 
or God knows what else, or fall into something. God right? knows what else, yeah. But the sad tale of the Pacific Princess was it was constantly raided and harangued because it came a main artery for smuggling. No and they shit. got pictures of all the seizures of block heroin and everything that no they would catch shit. because the cartels got wise to the fact that, like, look, the authorities aren't searching these cruise ships when they're coming and going. Wow. So they would find creative ways to get, like, bushels of this shit on board. Yeah. And I was laughing to myself. They showed all these different halls on that one cruise ship until it just became so obvious and they started raiding it regularly. They stopped doing it. You wow. Know? Wow. But what a party it must have been back in the day. <sighs> Right? I just discovered a two kilo brick of cocaine. Let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like talk about the love boat, baby. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's right to mention a love boat because that was such a, you know, one of those things that created the impression of what cruising was. Oh, yeah. Unrealistically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're totally dating ourselves with the reference, but I do remember Completely. watching this yep. every Saturday night when I was a little kid. But I tell you what, my lament was I never got to see the episode where unfortunately they got caught in a hurricane or something because <laughs> I think they might have actually dipped their toe in the water, no okay. pun intended, of yeah. drama on that one. Did they really? Not hokey nonsense. Okay, you're not you know? making this shit up. This is actually... No, there, I remember there's one episode at This Week on the Love Boat. They had the serious ABC voice. Right, right. And yeah, it was like they couldn't get around it and they had to go through a hurricane and as wow. a kid I'm like well that that's probably intense because I'm thinking Poseidon Adventure uh, absolutely know? which really is my yeah. first thought when somebody says to me now cruise <laughs> I'm thinking you know Shelly Winters not being able to get through the hole yeah the, yeah uh, but, but Gene that. Hackman was great in that film oh uh, he was off the he hook. already made his career that just made it even better yep yeah, preaching to them right for you, Mr. Rocco, <laughs> fat ass Ernest Borgnine and his wife beater. Yeah. You get in the safety. Oh, so good. Damn, that was good stuff. Yeah, that was back in the disaster movie era. Irwin Allen, the yeah. master of the disaster. And movie. I will always remember that scene when the captain looks out and sees the wave coming, and he's Leslie like, "Turn, Nielsen. turn, yep. turn into the wave." Leslie Nielsen, who didn't have any one-liners then. He, yeah, he wasn't funny in that one. It <laughs> was, was not funny. funny. <laughs> not funny. But yeah, in the 70s, I'm so glad you brought that up because nothing brought out the stars of Hollywood in the 70s like either a disaster movie yep. or a Bible movie. They would line up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. much to the chagrin of Cecil B. DeMille, he had nothing on this. I oh, mean, yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. And once once they destroyed you know, the cruise industry, they went after the airline industry. Do you remember Airport? National oh, yeah. Films? Oh, yes. All and yes, the cavalcade of stars. With George was... Kennedy and every single one of them. <laughs> Doing something. Couldn't kill you know? that guy. You couldn't kill him. But the, the cast and how they would get people on those, which very wisely, the uh, the comical airplane movies yeah. managed to skewer. You know, the people that would be in your standard disaster movie it would mm-hmm. be like starring Richard Burton as the owner of yeah. this company. Wasn't Robert Wagner in all of them? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah his famous moment in Towering Inferno. I, I ran a 5 six forty <laughs> in high school. And he runs yes. out of the room and burns to death. I it's remember like, that. I do. I do. <laughs> but the the, the like the, the cast, or I should say, like the Bible movies, starring Richard Burton as Jesus Christ yeah. and the Smothers Brothers as Pontius Pilate. <laughs> it's like, come on, <laughs> everybody, really, really, people. Oh, so I, I I think I've exhausted my diatribe on cruises. Yes, and we're once again romanticizing <laughs> the 1970s, right? But yes, we've just beat the cruise industry with the reality stick. Sorry about yeah. that, guys. But I tell you what. Hey, folks, you make up your own mind. Absolutely. <laughs> you go, whatever makes you happy, whatever you want to just like burn up your money doing, that's entirely up to you. Yep. Oof, I would say stay home and read a book. You get more out of it. Ah, uh, Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was inevitable. It was. Inevitable. It was. So on that note, my friend. Yes, a very more appropriate uh, middle <laughs> gem, I think, <laughs> for, uh, for the topic. A little truth in advertising on this one. Yeah. Uh, we are, of course, going to go with the Beach Boys and Sloop John B. And I can't wait to talk about this when it's done. So for now, folks, listen and enjoy these words of wisdom by arguably America's greatest rock band, according Indeed. to Mike Love. Yeah. We'll be back in a couple minutes with some more things and stuff. We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau town, we did roam. Drinking all night. Got into a fight. Well, I feel so broke. You know, until you listen, listen to it. Yeah, it's a joyful. Oh, it sounds so wonderful happy. too. Yeah, yes. it's groovy. It's you know, until the, the great harmonies. You know, vintage Beach Boys. Beautiful harmonies. Beautiful. Well, Hands I think. Down. Yeah, I think that that you know this scenario that we're talking about um, is probably because Sloop John B is actually a traditional West Indies calypso tune. Aha, that's the roots of it. Gotcha. Uh, Beach Boys came across it when apparently Al Jardine mm -hmm. was the band's. Uh, token folk 
music right, right. lover. <laughs> and uh, he turned Brian uh, Wilson onto a version that the Kingston Trio did. Which is funny because Brian did not like folk music, but mm-hmm. Al kept at it, kept at it. Uh, eventually, Brian wrapped his brain around it, did what he did to it. Um, they recorded their first version of it in late 1965. Um, it ended up being the second single off of their legendary 1966 album, Pet Sounds. Mm-hmm. And it has all the characteristics of a song from Pet Sounds, you know, right. the layered harmonies and whatnot, just yep. vintage, vintage people, Beach Boy stuff. And, uh, and yeah, the wicked earworm. You know, you yeah. just, I'm, I'm going to be hearing that tune in my head for the next week or two at yep. least. And it know. goes against against type, as they say, because you figure sailing song, Beach Boys, it's got to be their total romanticization and extolling all the virtues of sailing. Yeah. And it's not. They're not having a good time. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Which is why it's perfectly married to our opening topic. Yeah, today. you know, and they go right down the list of shit that just goes bad. Right. You if know? it could go wrong, yeah, you know, roaming around, you know, NASA <laughs> got drunk, got into a fight. You know, this guy threw up in this guy's bunk. This guy ate all this guy's <laughs> shit. You know, and then they keep going back to the to the the lament. You know, this is the worst experience right. I've ever had. Let me go home, please. Yeah. You know, but still a great song, and I'm glad we finally got to use something by the Beach yes, Boys. I think that might was that Maybe the first Spring first Fever. Beach Boys tune. Oh yeah, yeah, first one. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, good tune, fun tune. Even if you you know paying attention to the lyrics, right? Yes, know? I have to say with all certainty, I love that song to the moon and back. Well, I'm glad you said that, Johnny. Go on. There's a thing now, apparently. With the moon. Go on. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I stumbled across a story earlier this week. Uh, apparently, because of the focus on the moon and a variety of different countries, for whatever reason, going after the moon in all sorts of different ways, the European mm-hmm. Space Agency pointed out that there's not a, a universal time zone, I guess, with the okay. moon. Okay. You know, heretofore, everybody that's gone up there. Uh, or gone around there, or whatever, has adhered to the time zone of whatever country they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But given the focus that's going on, um, the European State Space Agency is saying this isn't a, this isn't sustainable. Right. We got to get a, a mutual understanding of the time zone uh, of a time zone, a mm-hmm. lunar time zone, if you will. Right. Um, so we don't have, I don't know, chaos. I guess you could say. Right. Um, just to give you an idea of what's going on. Um, the M1 uh, lunar lander, which is built by a Japanese company, is set to land on the moon in April. Uh, it will deploy, apparently, a rover built by an Arab company. Oof. Yeah. Uh, the U.S., of course, will be heading up there as well. We're going to land a six-legged robot on the moon in June. Stay tuned for more on that one. Right, right. Um, <laughs> we have additional uncrewed missions uh, scheduled for later on this year. And then four astronauts are set to orbit the moon next year. And they're planning the first crew to land on the moon since 1972, uh, sometime in 2025. Um, they're building a lunar space station right now, the U.S. is, mm-hmm. and that's a space station that will orbit the moon, not the Earth. All right. Uh, apparently, China already has a lunar space station. They haven't launched it yet, but they have plans to put a man on the moon, a Chinese man on the moon in 2030. Uh, South Korea and India recently got together on a joint mission uh, involving a lunar craft, um, and it's kind of funny because we we touched on this in the past. There's kind of a detente, mm. you know, when when all these countries go up into space. So right. the expectation is all of these countries with these different interests are actually going to be communicating with each other, working together, and we need something consistent across the board that we can agree on. Mm-hmm. 
i.e. a time zone. Right. Because long run, they're planning on, and it's killing me that I might actually see this before I roll over <laughs> and die. They're planning on sending men to the to Mars sometime in the next 20 to 30 years. Oof. So, yeah, this, this is like... And I really kind of wish they wouldn't, but we've been over this. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, you don't, unfortunately, hear about this uh, in the news media today because everybody's focused on this doomerism shit. Right. You know, but there or are more, you know, more accurately, maybe just the commercial aspect of space travel. Yeah. Without any destination. They just want to go up and come back down. <laughs> and that seems to be run by the, the, the private interest firms. There is a lot of that, you know, SpaceX and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But no, these are actually efforts by countries right. and governments. And I mean, they're going to loop in you know, the different private agencies and sure, whatnot. Sure. They'll all have something to do with it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But no, this is, this is a concerted global effort. I mean, you know, you're talking about, like I said, you know, India is working with South Korea. That's an unlikely tag team. Yeah, you wouldn't you know? have thunk it, you know? <laughs> and unfortunately, you got to dig a little deep, like I said, you know, with mass media today to, to, to find these things. But there's, there's right. really, you know, some innovative things going on as far as exploration of mm. space. It's really, I don't know, I find it kind of exciting. Well, so you say exciting. I, I, I see why, you know, I mean... <laughs> Because it's their journey. The same way, same reason we climb Mount Everest. Right, for God's and, sake. and don't get me wrong. I'm in, it, as adventurous as the next guy, believe it or not. Okay, but and I'm not a. I'm sorry, everybody. I can't pluck a better phrase right now. But I, I'm not a tree hugger by nature, <laughs> and I'm not outdoorsy and crunchy and granola. I'm none sure, of that. Sure. However, okay, yep. just from maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the the bean counter in me, yep. the logistics person. Yeah. Why? That, well, that, that's my big thing. That mentality's always existed. I mean, that, that was an argument that was going on with the Apollo missions back in mm-hmm. the late 60s and early 70s when we were sending guys to the moon. And, you know, there's, there's definitely an argument to be made. Um, but again, time and time again, we come back to the same, you know, why did we go to the top of Mount Everest? What, what point right. did that prove? Why did we explore Antarctica? Right. Because it's there, because we have this thirst for knowledge, because we've got to know. Thing, and maybe, you know, bolstered by those examples you just used, yeah. the, the everyday Joe, if you will, in me, yeah. at the risk of sounding maudlin, yeah. we live on this one in a billion blue marble of a paradise, yeah. okay? Which, throughout the existence of mankind, have done nothing but shit it up. This is know? true. This is true. We've got islands. Islands, folks, of floating trash in our oceans, yeah. okay? Heading our way. We've got, you know, regardless of how you feel about the climate change, whether it's man-made or not, yeah, yeah. the climate is changing. you got these giant ice shelves falling off the size of oh, states. Yeah. Well, I, I was just reading the other day that apparently there's a poison seaweed mass yes. the size of Manhattan. <laughs> That's yeah, coming up on us from the south. And maybe I've seen too many sci-fi movies, but I, I, I'm kind of focused on those bacteria and or diseases and whatnot <laughs> that have been frozen in the, in the polar ice caps for a millennium, which are right. now going to be exposed to air for the first time. Yes. You know, some people fear moon rocks coming back because they might have something on it. It's like you pick up a strange girl at a bar. But I'm more <laughs> concerned about these things that are going to get activated from the oceans and the very simple fact of... We haven't even fully explored this planet yet, okay, mm-hmm. in between just messing it up exponentially, yeah. that now you want to go to the f- back to the first little hopscotch skip to the moon, okay, yep. Yep. in the hopes of, and this is what they tell us now, rare minerals and possibly water. Well, that's just great, okay? 
<laughs> now they're going to go from there, leave all their trash on the moon. Right now, you know what's on the moon? Two pieces of trash, depending on how you look at things. A lunar lander and some country's flag, okay? Ours, I right. believe. Yeah. Right, But the mentality of things, we had to stick our flag on the moon. <laughs> which is a great trivia question because it's one of the four places in the universe where the flag has never flown at half staff. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to keep in mind, too, that at the time that we explored the moon, that we put guys on the moon, there was a Cold War going on between us and Russia. And well, it was guess what, my friend? It's still going there's, on. There's another Cold War and now. And now you're throwing China, China into the mix. Yeah. So walk with me, if you will, to the realm of impossibility. Oh, you cynical bastard. And you. now China gets a couple... China's going to send some guys right. up there, too. Oh, yeah. Now, you know damn well they're going to plant their flag up there, too. Yeah, but weren't we just talking about this, this unusual detente that seems to take place? And we're in agreement. We've when, seen when it. When right, we right, leave right. the planet, you know, I think higher aspirations and a higher mentality seem to prevail when we're doing these things. And that's something to explore, and that's something to, to, to run with, I think. And, of course... You know, again, these space stations, they're talking about them being stepping stones to Mars. Mm -hmm. Once we get somebody on to Mars, guess what? We're going to go to whatever the hell is next. Uh, after we thoroughly trash Mars. <laughs> it's a, a very good possibility. I mean, Christ, that's what we've done to planet Earth. Right? I mean, you know, the, the resources on this planet, unfortunately, are finite. And even though it's obviously slowing down, we can't seem to stop people from reproducing. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait till the woke astronauts hit Mars. They're, <laughs> they're looking around like... I like it, but does everything have to be red? They'll be bleaching the soil. Oh, my goodness. But what we might find beneath that soil. Yes, Who knows? It's a big, it's a, hey, it's a huge what if, and that's where the adventurous spirit comes in. Absolutely. Me, it's not lost on me. All right. I'm just saying that man as a species yes. never learns. Message. They just <laughs> never, ever learn. Yeah. And but look, this is a, I'm part of the same population that says we will never let somebody like Hitler mm -hmm. rise to power ever again. Looking at you, Putin. Mm. We'll never let them come into their neighbors and just uh, assail no, them. And correct me if I'm wrong. Not in the modern Western correct world. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the guys on your side that are saying that, you know, maybe we should let Putin have the Ukraine. Not so much have, but let's not give them everything we have. Because, yeah, Zelensky, I'm, I'm still out on him. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you see what I'm saying. It's kind yeah. of like we never learn and establish something as, as, as a dictum, something that is beyond reproach. Fact, this is how we are as a people. Yeah. This is who we are as a civilization. But there's also an argument to be, to be made, and this is actually me getting a little cynical, that people are never going to learn. So right. screw it. <laughs> Let's go. That's very accepting of you and very modern and very rational. I applaud you for that. Oh, thank you. Again, this is just the episode where I'm yelling <laughs> at the sky, you know, yelling at the clouds. But this is one of the one of the fun things about doing riffs and rants with my partner Johnny <laughs> T, folks, is we really do come from different angles and different perspectives on yes. on on uh, issues like this. But, you know, take note that, you know, we're actually discussing this. We're not clubbing each other with furniture right now. We're talking it out. That's the you big know, part. You know, that's possible, that it can be done, yep. you know. He and I will agree to disagree from time to time, as shocking as that may sound. And eventually, I'll get you to admit you're wrong. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have a hope that you can cling to when you wake up every morning. It'll take a cornucopia of snippets at just the right time, but eventually, I will change your way of thinking. But, you know, in, in, in all honesty, uh, and tonight's show is, is a very good example. All three gems, 
are Johnny Inspirations. Sometimes you know? it just happens. And that I way, wholeheartedly right? applaud all three. In all honesty, I wish I'd thought of one or two of them first, but he got to them before <laughs> I did. Well, we ain't done yet, sir, because the, the thought is occurring to me as we're discussing this, the way we're discussing this, yes. with, you know, mankind never changing and whatnot. Okay. I believe that once we get enough of these folks, <laughs> air quotes, <laughs> on the moon, there are going to be certain things you start to see on the moon. Yeah. Oh, just here like we the echo here, here on here we on go. Earth. All right. All right. Um, let's say let's, let's call it the top ten things that uh, we're going to need to build on the moon. I like it. All right. Number ten, a casino. Oh, absolutely. Because you got to have gambling, especially sports gambling yeah. on the moon. And, and coming from Johnny T. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, gambling will be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need it. Maybe prostitution, but we'll get to oh, that. Oh my goodness. All right. Number nine. This one's mine. This is all you. Yes. A marijuana dispensary. Hells to the yeah. With blacked out windows, of course, of course. and a line out front. Of course. You yes, know, and all velvet, the space velvety suits. curtains and. <laughs> Glow in the dark, Jimi Hendrix posters. Oof. Yes. What else you got, John? Well, once you've got a casino and a marijuana dispensary, yes. now you've opened the floodgates to dysfunction. Okay. So naturally, uh, the international sign of you're entering a bad neighborhood, you got to have the gratuitous bail bonds and we buy gold store, <laughs> that storefront next to you know some fly by night church probably. No, we talking like a pawn shop kind of scenario. Oh yeah, here? absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. Yep. Moon rocks, yep. we buy them. Absolutely. <laughs> Then after that, of course, because you're gonna have uh, you know scientists and 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 you know yuppies and, and that ilk. Yes. You gotta have a Starbucks. Absolutely. Because I hear NASA's coffee sucks. I have heard the same thing. Right? I would even suggest that there will eventually be a Starbucks inside a Starbucks on the moon. Wow, that's like a nesting doll. Kind of so. We'll yeah. get to those Russians later, though. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's like uh, I'll have one lunar grande <laughs> with extra uh, freeze dried soy. There you go. <laughs> gonna have to have the soy up there. Well, next, next two kind of go together, but again, yes. anyone that's traveled this great nation of ours know that these things pop up all over the place. Okay. Uh, you know, for the for the family that wants to come visit the astronauts and, yeah, and the crew. Yeah, because we're going to have a hotel up there. Of course, point, of sure. course. Yeah. I say, why not start with a Motel 6? There we go. Right? And uh, with that comes the gratuitous, the next number, uh, what was that, 7 now, the, uh, the meth lab in the Motel 6. I, I think that's inevitable. With the tagline, we'll leave the lighter on for you. <laughs> There goes another sponsor. Yeah. We're, oh. But boom. That's right. I wrote it. I make no apologies. Losing them left and right tonight, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Next up. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, what says, you know, lunar landing to me other than exceptionally long receipts. Yeah. There's going to be a CVS pharmacy up there. I, yeah. In case you get a headache or vaginal itching or whatever need, happens on yeah, the moon. Need I don't a know. condom or something. Right. Yes. Or overpriced soft drinks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> or your photos done because they do that in CBS yeah, as well too. People will be taking pictures. Yes. 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 A cornucopia of pictures. I like that. Oh, and of course, here we got a Taco Bell. Okay. Because in space, nobody can hear you fart. Ouch. I See? knew that was coming. You, you need to have that. That's for you California skater types <laughs> that might be going to the moon. Need to binge on Taco Bell. Very good. All right, next one. Uh, of course, now you've got to have, uh, there's a lot of moving parts involved with this yes. whole operation. Yes. So clearly, uh, we need a Jiffy Lube coming in at number two. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that'll be $2.0 million for our return flight <laughs> service, sir. And they'll have a few suggestions of what you can do with your right. craft, you know, before you get the Jiffy You need new wipers on the shuttle, that'll be 300 grand. Yeah, absolutely. You really got to get those new wipers. How yeah. about that undercoating? You want that? Oh, Jiffy Lube, I love you. Yeah. Meaning I don't. Okay. And, of course, the number one thing you're going to have to have on the moon is a bar. 
Oh, brilliant! Hell yes. Drinks are on whoever just landed. <laughs> oh, man. You know, if you've got this cross-section of people, you know, you've got the Arabs and the Chinese and the Russians and yep. the Americans, you're going to have to have a bar, which means eventually you're going to have good Irish folks up there. You're going to have a good Irish <laughs> pub band. It's inevitable. And the intro to so many jokes. Yes. Three international astronauts <laughs> walk into a bar... It's inevitable. And somebody gets blown out the airlock. Yeah. Uh, also yeah. inevitable. Yeah. So, again, all, all kinds of fun things to look forward to as we stare up at the heavens. This week, the big uh, astronomical story was, was the alignment of, or the visibility of five planets at once yes. in the sky. Yeah. I guess to the naked eye. They all look like stars to me. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think they saw northern lights over New England or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Light show or something like that. Maybe. Mm. Interesting shit. Yeah. yeah. Fun, I, I, fun I can never care, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fun <laughs> week to look up at the sky. My interest in astronomy pretty much stopped after watching the original uh, movie, The Blob, yeah, from the 50s. <laughs> it was like, oh, no, look at that star. It's in trouble. It explodes. It sends the blob to Earth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, another guy, yeah, Krypton exploded. See? So, again, what's, what's really fun about outer space? Didn't watch the X-Files? Weren't the X-Files? Never got into it. No? Never got, no, never got oh, into it. It's a shame. There's Bond villains have space stations up on the moon, and ah, yes. depending who you listen to, the there's a conclave of Nazis already living on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. A Pink Floyd song about that. I Something. Think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's that. And now, mercifully, before I ramble on anymore, there we go. Oh my, we have a true gem of a gem of a gem. Yes. Coming up third in line. I gotta say, this is probably my favorite of the three because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like we learned something new. Indeed. And it never hurts to learn something new. Hell no. Oof. Hit us, Hit us. This is a little ditty by a uh, a rock band called The Bloodshots, and it's a cover of the famous Credence Clearwater Revival tune, Bad Moon Rising. Enjoy, and we'll be back in a few with a little this, that, and a recap. Stay tuned.
That little ditty, like I said before, is from a band called The Bloodshots. Yes. Then they hail from the rock and roll hotbed known as Manitoba, Canada. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Canucks. Okay. Canucks, right? right. And uh, they're, they're pretty early into the game. They're yeah. opening for such acts as, as Buck Cherry and, and, and whatnot, a couple other like, hard rock bands. All right. And primarily, their sound fluctuates between rockabilly and, and hard rock. So okay. naturally, I kind of like them. Nice. Well, a lot of bands cover CCR. I got to say, that may be... My favorite CCR cover no kidding. now. That that was a great discovery. Because we did listen to a, a couple that were good. We did. We did. Uh, honorable mention to a German band, the Monotypes, who yep. also did a decent version. They did. But we wanted a, a little dirt on this one. Absolutely. You know, just to match our cynicism. <laughs> or perhaps just my cynicism. So again, that's uh, that was a single by the Bloodshots, Bad Moon Rising. It came out in 2021. Okay. So like I said, they're pretty yeah, new to the scene. Yeah, really. And uh, already this band has 24,000 followers on Spotify. Nice. So Good for them. Yeah, Good the word is getting out. Yeah. Love yeah, little, to see little, new groups excel. Little plug excel. from Roofs and Rants. Yep. Nice, nice. All right. So, Oof. what's going on at Big Boom Radio this week, Johnny? Well, the, uh, the Herculean task, or more like the... Sisyphusian? Sisyphus? Ooh. You know, the task of rolling getting, the boulder getting, up and down. Yeah, and yeah, we're getting, we're getting pretty highbrow here. Benefits of a classical education. And there's my quote. I was waiting out from Hans Gruber. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's a task. Still doing the uh, last vestiges of the uh, migration from one server to another. Okay. And um, it seems that we're having a hard time getting the word back out again versus all, you know, Via all these distribution channels for okay. the radio station. All right. So I'm not too happy about that. So when I found out just this morning that another app that we use called uh, MyTuner features all of our stuff, you know, obviously the, the podcast, which, yes, is still everywhere. Don't worry about that. Nice. But it carried the, uh, the radio station signal and very adeptly showed the last 10 songs played. All right. Actually had the correct album artwork, unlike our actual website. <laughs> not that that's not keeping me up at night. Where's the real pretty shit now, man? Because right. it is. But um, they also had our full schedule of shows laid out each day of the week. It, it was delightful. I'm liking this app. So, yeah. So, and, and, and you know, my tuner, it's, it's not the biggest, but it's not the smallest by any stretch of the imagination. And it's totally free to download. So I encourage everybody to do it either on the uh, the iTunes platform or the Google Play Store. Yes, let us reiterate, free. Free. And like I said, it's just done as one word, MyTuner, or go directly to the website, MyTuner.com. Nice. If you go to our Facebook page for the radio station, I already put up a link. You just click on it, and boom, it's yours. Good stuff. And it's just so much easier now to listen to it in the car or on the go versus being able to go to bigboomradio.com. Right. You know, the offshoot with this whole transition is that the number of people visiting the website has spiked, so that's good. <laughs> right. But I know that these are all people that, you know, in the case of uh, the TuneIn app, yeah. which I'm still trying to work with, and God bless them, they're trying to work with me. It's just the techno garble that, that's coming in between yeah. us. Yeah. But, you know, they, they are sending me emails, which is, you know, for those of you who don't know what it's like, Doing an online radio station is very flattering yeah. and much appreciated. No doubt. They're like, hey, what's going on? You know, do you need help? Or what happened to your stream? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm working on it. It's crazy. Because <laughs> again, like I tell everybody, I am not as intelligent as I seem on the air. Well, you know. I'm a novice with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not to mention a whole life I have to lead and work, unfortunately. Oh, dear God, don't make reference to reality. Right, right. So, yeah, so all that's coming along. Um, Another new slate of shows coming up this week. Um, Look forward to, uh, again, just rehashing all of the episodes of the Classic Rock Showcase. Nice. To revamp for the new commercial-free format, meaning they're all getting longer. That means more tracks. Did you just say commercial-free? Commercial-free. As in commercials, they don't live here. Nice. No, that's those other stations. Pandora. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) Or if you don't want to hear commercials, you know what they do? They make you pay. What? Right. It's Bastards. like here, you need to pay because obviously you like us, but you want to like us more. So pay. That's not fair. No, it doesn't doesn't seem right. Uh, That's yeah. like they're talking to the same people from the NFL that say, "Well, in a couple of years, the uh, Super Bowl is going to be a pay per view event." Really? This is this is where I really really yeah. feel the need to drop in the gratuitous <laughs> f bomb. I really. But you will refrain because this ah. is this is Main Street USA, baby. Yeah, yeah, a family family friendly show, folks. It is, and it's a Rockwellian oh. experience from and start it's to finish. Killing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, that's about it for this episode. I have to say thank you for welcoming us into your ear once again. Wow, that's. That's kind of a disturbing image. It is. That's, it is. that's illegal in Georgia, I believe. I but, think so. But I thank you so. regardless. And as always, I am Johnny Teflon. <laughs> and I am Michael Sean Lee. And we will see you all on the flip side.